Please join me in prayer. From the creatures all around us, the waters of the earth and all the heavenly lights, the sun, moon, and stars, may we all praise you, God of all creation. We mark the beginning of a new calendar year, celebrating our presence in the midst of land, air, and water which you've brought into being. Thank you for raising up your power to bless us all in 2023. Help us rejoice in all you provide, giving you the glory. Amen. As we enter a new year in prayer, we have a prayer list, but we, of course, want to open that to prayers beyond this prayer list. What we've got on the list is substantial. Sue Taylor fell and broke her ankle and is likely coming out of surgery right about now. They were to begin about nine this morning, uh, repairing Sue's ankle, and she expects to need some time for recovery after that. Uh, for Lisa Burns, Demeter, and Cindy, I think this is Parker, Cindy Parker, who both have health issues. For Ben Williams, who has been uh, transferred into hospice care and is at Kettering uh, Hospital this morning, and family has come in to be with him. For Laura Davidson's mother, whose best friend's husband passed away this week. For Barbara Waters' family, this is submitted by Rob, the family of Barbara Waters, who passed away on the 31st of December. For all of those things and more. But beyond the news of the day and the concerns of our families and ourselves, I want to invite you. Now, you're a polite church, but I want you to be impolite in this prayer. 
I'm going to, at a moment, raise my hand, and when I raise my hand, I want each of you to call out, at the same time when other people are talking, call out an aspiration for this new year. God, make us stronger. God, make us funnier. God, make us healthier. I want you to ignore the fact that there are other voices speaking when you speak. We will flood God with prayers in that moment, and I trust that God knows how to collate. So we want to raise our aspirations. This is not announcements. This is asking God something that you wish for yourself, your family, your church, or your community in this coming year. So I'm about to raise my hand, and then we want impolite shouting over on top of one another. Okay, that was pretty good. We're going to have to practice being impolite as time goes forward, but let's be in prayer at this moment. Lord God, we have loved ones on our mind this morning. We have Sue, we have Ben, we've got Lisa and Cindy and Laura's mother and her friends. We've got strangers such as Barbara Waters who we know in a different way. We've got concerns for all of these folks and more, and yet we enter the new year with excitement. Excitement at what all can be if you allow it and if we work it. And so, Lord, walk with us into this new time. Walk with us as we go up against new challenges, walk with us as we find new energy and new nerve to embrace the challenges of the day. Be with Central Christian Church this year and have us not to just continue to exist but to thrive in the coming year. Be with each of our families, each of our individual members. Be with our neighbors and our friends. Lord, we know you can do everything that we ask of you and more. And so we submit ourselves to you and we thank you already for the blessings that you have in store. Hear us now as we for the first time lift the prayer that Jesus offered to us saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as it is in heaven. Give us this day, and forgive us as we forgive. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Ours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Amen. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and mountain that Jesus Christ is born while shepherds can 
watching or silent flocks by night behold throughout the heavens there shone a holy light go tell it on the mountain Christ is born. The shepherds feared and trembled when low above the earth rang out the angel chorus that hailed the Savior's birth. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Down in a lowly manger the humble Christ was born, and God sent us salvation that blessed Christmas morn. Go tell it on the mountain, This morning's scripture comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 13 through 23. Now, after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, out of Egypt I have called my son. When Herod saw that he had been tricked by the Magi, he was infuriated, and he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had learned from the Magi. Then what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they are no more. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel for those who were seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. Good morning and Happy New Year to you 
and yours. It is good to see you this morning. It is good to be here this morning. The week has taken many dips and turns for many of us. Uh, as you have heard, um, several things have happened this week um, in the life of our church. And we made it through all of it. So we have arrived on New Year's Day. It's time to move is the title of the sermon this morning. It's time to move. The sermon almost took another, another title. It actually has had several titles, but it's time to move. We're living in a world where time has taken on much importance. Time is important. And many of us, especially me, have a, uh, have a love-hate relationship with time. Most of us are intimately acquainted with it. Um, the definition of time uh, has it to be both a noun and a verb. It has to, as a noun, it has to do with the uh, progression or existence of, of events in the past, present, and future. As a verb, it is planning and scheduling or making arrange, uh, or arrangements for something to happen at a specific time. We as humans like to be in control of our time. We use many forms of different things to, uh, uh, to uh, be in control of our time. We have our calendars and schedules. Um, we have clocks and watches and our computers and all our other devices, our smart devices that allow us to now chat with each other in real time or have virtual meetings with each other in real time. We can even meet with our doctor in real time. But if you think time is important, it is important. But I think timing might uh, trump that. And there are there are things that point to that. There are signs that point to that. There's multiple ways that we get to handle and control our time, but when we look at our scripture this morning, I, as I looked at the scripture, I saw something different. In Matthew 2 um, and um, 13, uh, Joseph is told by an angel an angel of the Lord to rise and take the child and his mother and flee. Time to move. Basically, that's what the angel was telling him. It's time to move. It's time to move and move, move on and do something different. Now, I'm sure he was probably quite comfortable in wondering what in the world is going on. Now, 
That was an important moment, an important moment because it was a critical moment that Joseph probably didn't understand, a critical and crucial moment that when the, uh, the angel of the Lord appeared and said, take the child and move. Don't sit here. Move, said the angel. And Joseph willingly and immediately, without question, did as he was told. Now, to put things in more of a perspective, Joseph had already had an encounter um, about this baby that we can't forget. The baby uh, and his mother, his mother, uh, Joseph had planned to dismiss his mother quietly the child's mother because Joseph, when he learned that Mary was pregnant, was going to dismiss her. So now he's going to protect her? He was told not to dismiss Mary, but to go on and marry her. Now, he was going to do it quietly, but he did not. Right then was the first crucial and critical moment in time. But then the second critical moment happened when he was told to rise and take the child. And further down, in the 19th verse, again, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream and told Joseph to rise and take the child and go. A critical moment. It was not time to question. It wasn't time to take matters in his own hand. It was not time to sit there and say, I'm not going to move until you understand why it is that you want me to do something. Without hesitation, there's no ifs, ands, and buts in this, in this scripture. There's no pause for reflection. It wasn't time for that. But can you imagine if Joseph had decided not to do as he was told, what would have happened? What would have been the consequences? What would it look like today? In this moment, in this hour, what would it have looked like? There would have been no Christmas and Advent. There would have not have been a savior. It was a critical and crucial time and the Lord must have been in that because when the Lord has given instructions to do something, it needs to happen. God is not sitting around saying, oh, let me make sure I help 
uh, Betty to understand what's going on here, why she needs to act, take actions. On our screen this morning, I looked up and I saw Proverbs 19 and 21 scripture. The uh, Proverbs 19 and the 21st, um, the scripture reads, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that shall prevail. It is the Lord's purpose that shall prevail. Never mind what's on our agenda. Never mind what our schedule looks like. Well, never mind if we have an appointment over here or something to do over there. Never mind, because when it's time to act, when it's time to act, we need to move. Now, how do you know? How can a person know? when it's time to take action. On my computer, I have a, uh, uh, on my phone actually, in my, in my photos, I have a photo of someone taking their finger and getting ready to hit the keyboard, but the keys on the keyboard is something that we don't normally see. It is a, uh, on the key, reads the words, time to take action. A critical moment in time can occur at any point in time. And I wanted to call this particular passage the great escape because it was a great escape. It was a critical time, and we would not have, be able to say, God is with us in this moment if Joseph had not taken action. Sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we need to take action or something tells us to do something different, and we may not know what it is that we should or shouldn't do, but we take action anyway. I'm remembering a time when a woman was getting ready to board a plane and she got up to the gate and she decided that for some reason she felt like she could not get on the plane. That plane crashed that day. What about the person who called in sick on 911 when the Twin Towers fails. That's where she worked, but she called in sick that day. Somehow, when she woke up, she was not able to go. What about the person who took a different route to person uh, to work? That person took a different route to work. Something happened on the usual route. This happened to me. A truck, semi truck, hit two children, and I probably would have been right behind that truck and saw what was happening. When I found out, when I got to the place where I crossed the accident, I saw what was, what was happening, and I didn't know it then, but two children got killed that day. It was me who took a different route to work. 
I was rerouted because they were doing some work on my usual route. But when I got back on my route, I passed that intersection a little bit later than I would have normally have passed that, that section. What about the man who built his last house? He was an engineer or just say a carpenter, if you, if you understand that particular language. He was in the business of building houses and he was ready to retire. The man was ready to retire and his employer kept saying, I need you to build one more house. And finally, he just got fed up with it all. And so when his employer said, please build one more house for me, and the employer had been talking to this man all along and knew he wanted to retire and what he was gonna do when he retired and all, and the man finally said, okay, I'll build you this one last house. And what did the man do? Of course he built the house, but he built it in a hurry. He built it not to his usual standards. He cut this corner and that corner. He used inferior uh, wood and uh, the placement of things not, was not quite what he would normally do. And at the end, he came and told his employer, I'm ready to retire now. I have built that house for you. I'm closing up shop. And he turned around to leave. And the employer said, wait a minute, I have something for you. And he put the keys to that house, that last house that he built in his hands. And he said, that house is for you. Can you imagine what went through the mind of that person right then? He knew that house was not built to the same standards as he had built all of the other years. This man had been a builder for probably over 20 years. He knew what was right and what was wrong, but he was in a hurry to retire. And he thought he could walk away and not have to see what would happen. He knew that the house would stand, but he knew that the house was not in good shape. So you see, Sometimes we have to listen for God's plan and we have to always put our best foot forward or do things to our standards. But even when we say we're retiring, we can't just walk away and not hear any, uh, not have any consequences. Sometimes we walk away, but we don't leave behind someone or some things in place that will take care of things from that day forward. Sometimes it's a matter of training someone else to do the job that you, you have done. 
and maybe they don't have the 30 years of experience behind them as you have, but you can impart your wisdom on them and be there to guide them to the point where they are able to give their all. God is still speaking. God, sometimes God speaks in a whisper. Sometimes God speaks loudly. Sometimes God is speaking and you don't even hear what God is saying. God wants you to do something and when God wants you to do something, God knows how to get your attention. And when God says for you to do something, it might not be the time for question. God needs you to move when given instruction. And on this day, we can say, God is with us. God is with us because Jesus has been born and now we are into a new year and we go forward in this new year gladly and with anticipation and with hope. Go tell it on the mountain. I'm so glad that Claudia sang that song this morning. Go tell it on the mountain. This is a new year. This year, God has blessed you already to wake up this morning in a new year. So go tell it on the mountain. Tell everyone that you meet about the love of someone who loves you dearly and unconditionally. Go tell it on the mountain that Christ is with us in this moment, in this day, and in this hour and going forward. Amen. Amen.